Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry, and with me this week is a very special guest, who I'm trying to blind, but he's not giving me his glass. <laughs> Flying colors already, buddy. It's Chad from My Daily Bourbon. Chad, how are you, man? Man, I am fantastic. I am Ooh. so happy that you uh, you finally made it onto the show. We've been me working on this too. for a little while. Yes, and every week it's a, something's popped up, but here we something, are. Something normally does just pop up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But we're here now, Perry. That's all that matters. Ah, get, give me your glass. I'll give you the last of this. Well, if I curse under my breath, I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. Just, just let them fly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you're new to the show, if you're here for the very first time, thank you so much. Please go ahead and subscribe. Check out all of our merchandise and apparel at bourbonshop.thirdless.com and become a supporter of the show at bourbon. Nope, that's not it. Patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. <laughs> For as little as a dollar a month, five bucks a month gets you some bonus content, including the pregame chats and the last call, as well as early access to YouTube videos, which is a new thing that I just started. I don't even know if you know about that. I do. I've seen you post on your story. You have your first. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did post about your first that. produced video. Coming yeah. Out. So this is coming. This episode itself is coming out uh, the week after that. That YouTube video is dropping. So I don't know how it's going to actually perform just yet, but I don't know. We're on the road to a thousand, as I've been saying, subscribers. So yeah. we're like, hopefully we'll be close, closer to it than we are now. But as of recording, I've got like 114 left before a thousand. So crossing my fingers. fingers YouTube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast, please. <laughs> <laughs> so we start the show off normally with Flying Blind, where I blind the guest or co-host with something. What do you think about the nose, Chad? I like the nose. It's very brown sugary, brown buttery. What have we been calling you? We've been calling you extra Chad Extra Crispy. Yeah, extra crispy. Yeah. 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 It's Bourbon Night Chad as original recipe. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I called you other Chad at one point and you're like, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Please don't do that to me. I mean, Chad is fine, but I kind of like extra crispy. I'm I trying do to too. take that on the the uh I'm trying to make that my persona. But. You could, uh, I, I would love to see that on your, your tag at work as well. Your name tag. I've said that, but no one else is in agreement that my name should be extra crispy. Well, I'm really disappointed that Sean is not Swan on his name tag too. Are we allowed to talk about this by the way? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I wanted to make sure because yeah. I, I didn't know if there was not really not non-compete or non-disclosure, I guess Yeah. No, about but. it. So you and you, well, Swan works for you. Yeah, at he, Total Wine. <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of my supervisors at Total Wine. I mean, I talk about it on my Instagram page and in my videos, so it's not really yeah. a uh, a secret, I, I guess, because a lot of people who've come in have rec- not a lot, like ten people have recognized me from my page. Sure. So, which is cool, you know, that I've got ten people who know me from the internet. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure before we got too deep into it, and then it was like, oh, you have to erase everything where we said where i work so <laughs> dude i love this bourbon dude, so much yeah this is good i haven't uh there's like a there's something in there that reminds me of a distillery like a key something key in there but i can't figure out who i will be very shocked if you grab this one out of the ether also, if you hear my dog barking in the background, first off, that's Marie. 
And second off, no, there is not a dog fighting ring in my backyard. <laughs> That's just how she interacts with the neighbor's dogs. So, I'm a dog. Hey, I too am a dog. <laughs> Let's tell each other through the fence consist- or incessantly. I want to say this reminds me of wild turkey, but I don't know. It is not wild turkey. Like Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, tell me what it is. It's 1972 Ezra Brooks. Oh, son. From yeah. a decanter. I would not have gotten that. Yeah, I know. And that was uh, a gift from Matt Porter of ADHD Whiskey yeah. the first time that he came to, came to the house. And so... No wonder it's got a little bit of funk to it, because it's from, from a 1972 Yeah, exactly. Decanter. It's the decanter. I don't know if I've uh, ever talked about this or if you've ever heard about it or not, but it's from a beaver decanter, which is just the most Matt Porter thing that could have <laughs> been done. <laughs> Chad, what have you been drinking recently, man? Man, um, a little bit of everything. Um, <laughs> you and Swan with that dang answer. So, it's true, though. <laughs> I mean, I got, uh, I mean, we got our Nulu maple barrel in the other day. Uh, so I've been drinking on that, which I'm sorry I forgot to bring. No, no, no. It's fine. Swan said that it was, uh, I think his words were interesting. Yeah, it is um, <laughs> very thick. So the mouth feels like maple and it's very sweet. So if you're not into either one of those, you, I don't know if I would be, because you liked that um, Kentucky Ale maple barrel yes, stout. I loved that. I did not care for yeah, it. That was my jam. All. You <laughs> probably would not like this one. <laughs> I had a hard time finishing that beer, mm. to be honest. What's sad is I could chug that. Like, I could put a can of that down in like 10 seconds. And I feel like I would get diabetes from it. So. <laughs> Trying to think. Um, I mean, so I've had that. I've been doing a lot of rye. Um, yeah. Like just like your basics, your Rittenhouse, um, Wild Turkey 101 rye. Um, Which I love, man. Yeah, I do too. It's so good. Um, these uh, rye picks that I brought, um, I've been sipping on those a little bit. Uh, mostly rye. Besides store picks of the Nulu that we got the other day, it's pretty much just been if I come home from work, I'm having like a bonded rye. Interesting. Just that's just been my mood. Like I've just <laughs> wanted that minty earthiness, and especially Rittenhouse, man, it just delivers for twenty bucks. I can't, yeah. can't beat it. I had my my first bottle of Rittenhouse. I really liked when I first opened it, and <laughs> I let it sit for probably too long, mm. and it soured, and I really didn't like it. Yeah, to me, because I had a bottle that I left open for like three months, and that was. Oh, this was longer. No, this was like, like a year. Oh, no. Rittenhouse to me, it's like if you don't drink it within a month, yeah, it loses some of that nice, you know, minty rye quality that it has and just turns to like, you know, sour. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. That's kind of also how I feel about the Elijah Craig rye. I wasn't a fan of that, but my bottle's been open forever now since last year. When I went back to it, no bueno. Not at all. Really? Yeah. It, uh... It did huh. not open up well. Maybe I think the uh, maybe the cork wasn't pushed all the way in, but yeah, it, it is. Hey, when that happens, it, to bottles. Yeah, I, I can't bring myself to pour it out, but <laughs> it needs to be done. Just let it sit. It'll just be a little conversation piece or something. Man, that Ezra, it's really good. I know <laughs> that was really good. Absolutely man. fantastic. Well, I as of recording, just came off of my second victory in Matt Madness, so. I, that was a whole rye flight that we had, so rye for me as well, I guess. Um, trying to remember what all 
all of them were. The first one was Rare Breed Rye. Mm. Elijah Craig Rye was thrown in there as well. I can't remember. You drink a lot during those things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. But it, it's, uh, I've been having a lot of fun, not just with Matt Madness itself, but like the preparation for it and everything too. Yeah. So um, I'm excited to move on to the, the semifinals. I don't know who I'm facing yet. I'm really scared. <laughs> who wasn't you called? Who wasn't you said you thought you were going to face in the finals? Oh, I don't really know who I'm going to face well, in the finals like, at this point, but Grease kind of called me out. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. From the podcast. And after he, he won last week, the week before, I, I won my, my quarterfinals um, against Clifton. And he was like, all right, I'm going to see you in the finals, Perry. And I was like, I mean, we both got a couple more rounds before we get there, <laughs> but okay, buddy. <laughs> Whether or not you both make it, he will see you there. That's what he's saying. You know what's funny though? There's a good chance of that because now the past two fights that I've had in Matt Madness, he has made an appearance <laughs> despite not being on the bracket at that moment. So there is a good chance that one way or another I will see him in the finals <laughs> if it's, I make it that it's far. A, it's an intimidation strategy and a promise. I feel both. Like <laughs> I don't I don't feel let down by by that notion by any means. So I wanted to talk about that was a weird way of saying that. I want to talk about let's talk about let's talk about stuff. Um, <laughs> you exist, I would say, in a very different world from the podcast and from YouTube stuff. Yeah, and your produced slash edited content is all videos on Instagram. Yep, which is crazy to me, and like I I know that that's a it. Plenty of people are doing it. I mean, there are who who knows how many influencers now. Oh, there's I mean, there's people who do like full on. I'd set my iPhone up and I shoot a ten to fifteen minute video. I mean, there are people who do like legit yeah. YouTube quality videos on Instagram. Yeah, I just and I can't bring myself to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of time. It like I I told myself I was gonna do a YouTube channel and I kept saying I kept even making posts like oh you know next week I'll do this and I never did. Um, I uploaded one video on there and one person commented on it and it was um, a, a follower of mine who I'm not going to name um, because, I mean, he's casually known to just be a dick. But uh, <laughs> um, awesome. He, he commented on the one video like, I, I was like, hey, I'm posting this. Will you check out the quality? Make sure it uploaded good, yada, yada, yada. And he commented on it and he's like, yeah, stick to Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Oh. So, <laughs> okay. I uh, Well, I didn't put much effort into editing it, but... Um, that's my thing is, you know, with work and trying to uh, edit videos for YouTube, I found I just don't put as much effort into wanting to do it Yeah. versus Instagram. You know, I'll, I'll record four or five videos over the course of a day when I'm off and I'm excited about it because it's only 10 to 15 minutes of my day versus here's a 20 minute video that I spend five hours editing and it still yeah. looks like crap. So that, uh, you know, I tried TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I, I don't understand yeah, I don't really, I don't really understand TikTok. But sure, I want to, I want to do a, a YouTube video about bourbon TikTok because it's taking off. Oh my god, yeah, and, and it's, it's not. I don't really want to like. I, I just kind of want to examine it more than anything because it's become it, it's such a subculture of TikTok. Yeah, and I mean, there's like a buddy of mine, Justin Howell, um, bourbon hauler. He, um, 
he was like, dude, you need to make a TikTok. It's like, I've got thousands of followers in like two weeks and it's awesome. And like brands are noticing me on here. They weren't noticing me on Instagram. And like people on there, like he would do a produced video for 15 seconds. And I mean, he just can't, his lighting was great and he would do like nice ambient music and everything was just perfect. And I'm like, yeah, dog, I'm just, once again, <laughs> iPhone, um, whatever effects are on TikTok or what I'm using. And I, it just, I'm not taking off on there, but also I don't put effort into it. Yeah. I I've got like three TikToks. Two of them are of my daughter. <laughs> so that just goes to show how, you know, great of a dad I am more than anything when I'm trying to use my daughter for content. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't really have, I don't have a, a, a dog in that fight. Yeah. I guess with, with TikTok, but I think that, Instagram is one of those things where it's so much more accessible than than YouTube is. YouTube does demand a higher level of quality than absolutely than I what mean, you might get from from Instagram. And I'm not trying to knock what no, you do no, by no, any no. means. It's, it's, <laughs> it sounded like I was. No, I, I, no trust me. Hey, I, dude, uh, you got, your stuff sucks. Stick the, to Instagram. <laughs> like the one video I had on there, I even I took off. I was like, I'm not even going to just make it private. I'm going to delete it and. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, cause you look at like what Chad and Sarah do, man. And I mean, every yeah. time I talk to Chad, it's like, what do you, you know, Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm editing this video. And he'll, I mean, and he like, he puts the effort in yeah. and it shows their videos are phenomenal and people talk about that. And like, that's like my high point of, um, where I would like to be. And I feel like if I'm not going to give that effort into it, just don't do it. Like to yeah, me, I, 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 I think that's, I think that's a fair assertion to to kind of assertion assertion i don't care um to to make but i i also think that I, yeah they do set such a high bar for for everybody but i think that if you what you do is honest enough yeah and just very true to a brand as opposed to trying to be somebody else or something else um people will follow I mean, yeah. that, that, that's what attracts people. If you don't believe in yourself to start out with, then friggin' nobody's going to. <laughs> and, and, I mean, and that's kind of the thing is, you know, I'm like, man, you know, I'm doing decently fine on Instagram. I have fun. And yeah. that's like, there are people who are like, go to disc, you know, join these discord groups. I'm like, man, I have a hard time keeping up with Instagram and then trying to add YouTube into it. And now you want to bring on TikTok and discord. Like <laughs> there's too many things. Like I just. I want to be on Instagram and I think that's where I'm going to stay for the time being. Um, yeah. Maybe down the line, I might try jumping back on YouTube and uh, I'll ask someone nicer to look at my video. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you can just as easily share those videos on something like even like Twitter, you yeah. know, I mean, the, have you not necessarily thought about it, but is that, you know, just trying to diversify it all? I mean, aside from doing YouTube, of course, but like, has there been any? Not really. I mean, I haven't had Twitter in, I don't even have a Twitter. I don't have Facebook. Um, I haven't had Facebook in like 12 years, maybe 10 wow. years, but yeah, I haven't had Twitter in probably seven or eight years. So brave. Yeah. I know, man. Sorry. But like, I just, I, when I look at like things like that and I hear brands, you know, and other, other like podcasts and pages and they're like yeah check us out on twitter you know our most and of all things you're like yeah our most up-to-date information is always on twitter and i'm like why i mean you know if if Great. you've got like twenty thousand followers on instagram and then you've got like 1500 on twitter i know i get you're trying to grow that but 
why is your most up-to-date information on Twitter? Yeah. Like it, I don't know. That's just me, but I just, I don't know what I can contribute to Twitter and what I could make worth it, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, if, I guess if your followers are so locked into the one thing, well, I, I just assume part. everyone is locked in like I am. I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy to say as a guy who, um, uh, is a you know tech nerd and stuff that I just want to stick to one thing, but I really, I want to make Instagram like, I want to perfect it for me before I go on to something else. I don't want to half-ass it and then half-ass something else. Yeah. Whole-ass one thing. <laughs> Never half-ass two things. Ron Swanson. Uh, do you want to pour something else? Yeah, man. Let's, uh, you pick. Well, I don't, I don't know. What, what are the, uh, you brought two of those down homes. Yeah. Right. There, there is a nine year, um, 117.5 proof rye whiskey. Woo. Um, yeah. This is a medicinal whiskey pick. Like their stickers are always awesome. Um, that was a killer label. Yeah. A little sticker. Uh, I guess. Um, they, they do a fantastic job on their stickers. I really love them. And then this is a liquor barn. Uh, it says wheat whiskey, but I believe it's, I mean, it's MGP, but I think it's weeded bourbon. Um, mm. or at least that's what someone else said. So I'm going with it. 119 proof. And this is the heavy toast. Um, I've got mixed feelings on it, but which would you like to try? Should we, should we start, should we work <laughs> our way up yeah. to that? I'm proof. Sure. I'm scared. Do you, oh, should we do the Jefferson's? Let's do the Jefferson's. Yeah. yeah. I was just so yeah. this is your all's pick. This is right? this a total wine pick. This is barrel number 26. And it's uh, the one of the new hundred proofs. Yeah, this is. We had well. two barrels come in, and they were of the new hundred proof lineup: barrel twenty six and twenty seven. America. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to try this. I didn't pick one up when it was on the uh, on the shelves, or really on the barrel, as it were. That total wine, but yeah, they moved. I didn't think they would sell that quick. And Swan, yeah, they Swan was like, "No, nah, we need to put these on the barrel." And um, we weren't even going to open one because I was like, no, I don't know if they'll fly like that. And then we opened one and like two days later, they're gone. It's so sugary. It is. I, I'm telling you, this is a, there's no way that this is a, a rye based bourbon. Like normally when you say brown sugar, it's kind of like in the essence of brown sugar. And this is like legit brown sugar to me. It's almost like that brown sugar cinnamon toast that you would make yeah. when you're a kid, which is, you know, it's literally just cinnamon and sugar on toast. Okay, first off, <laughs> it's been a while since I've had a Jefferson's that I've liked as much as I do this. And it has to be weeded, man. I like, do, do you think it's weeded? Like, truth, truth be told, I don't know for sure because there is a, there's like a spice tingle that I'm kind of getting that reminds me more of a rye bourbon. But at the same time, that has got to be a super high corn con. It's so sweet. Yeah, it is so sweet. But not in a bad way for 100 proof. I'm, I'm with you, though. It doesn't exactly read like a rye mash bill. Oh, shoot, dude. I know what upsets me is I only bought one of these. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to <laughs> knock it at all. And there's none left. So that's even worse. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... Uh... I, I don't know. Like honestly, I've I'm and I've been doing so much palate training, maybe my brain's just fried. But it's um it's a thinker. I might have to send a sample to Matt Porter. Yeah, man. And ask him what he thinks. <laughs> I mean 
Because he is the world's top whiskey taster, after all. Don't, don't, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You competed as well. I'm sorry. I forgot. Uh, I legitimately uh, forgot. I'm so sorry. Now I feel not, awful. Not a sore subject at all. <laughs> it's okay. I came in second for Kentucky, so I didn't lose to him. I lost to Sarah. So, Sarah from its bourbon night? No, no, no. Um, oh, I can't remember her name on Instagram. Um, no, she writes for like Bourbon Review. Uh, she does some stuff stuff with them. Um, but Are you thinking of? No, not is it Caroline? No, no, no. Uh, oh, okay. Anyway, I was <laughs> I was second. What a great story! Yes, <laughs> I was second. And you want to? Do you want to know how much I lost by? A point? Yeah, a, a point. Yeah, a, a, it was. Uh, she had. I don't know, like 16, and I had 15. And uh, I was quite Jeez. butthurt in the sense that um, the question that I got wrong um, was purely like impulse on the guess. And was it like a, what do you mean, like a 30-second, like you got to figure it out? <sighs> no, it was, it was the samples they sent. Um, like one of them was, guess, is this a bourbon, scotch, rye, or Irish whiskey? I firmly believe that I got sent an Irish whiskey, but um, I was so stumped on it because it did not taste like a bourbon or a rye. Definitely wasn't a scotch, but it ended up being like, I think, the uh, Fusion Series 1, which I've never had. So I was like, I don't know, because that could have had some super young stuff in there that tasted funky. But uh, it, yeah, it did. It had like two and three year old distillate from Bardstown Bourbon Company. So like I'd never had that. And I'm like, this just does not read like a bourbon to me. It is funky. It's got this like short bready cracker quality thing going on. Yeah. And have you had it since? No. Do you want to? Yeah. Let's do that. So we're kind of jumping around with proof here. But yeah. I mean, this is what, like 90 or something? 90.2? Uh, yeah. The fusion usually is low. Okay. Yeah. I would tell you, but it doesn't tell me. It does not. No. You're, <laughs> you're correct. I'm so stumped on this Jefferson's, though. Dude, I know. It, uh, I in my I reviewed it in a video and I'm like this has to be weeded. If it's not weeded, you know, then sorry, but uh, it just tastes weeded to me. Yeah, we're unearthing a conspiracy here, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that may have been it. It's not as earthy as I remember. Well, to be fair, this is from a sample bottle that has been open since Fusion One. Yeah, um, <laughs> was was out. So true, true. But yeah, Fusion 1 was the bourbon that lost me my point. Can I be honest with you, though? Mm-hmm. I can see why you would have gotten that confused with an Irish whiskey. Hands, hands down. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't knock you at all for that. It, it drank, guess. It drinks like a Irish whiskey with some age to it or age in a bourbon barrel. Um, yeah. Like that's, whenever I drank it, I was like, man, there's no way. It's definitely not a single malt scotch. It is not a rye whiskey, and I don't think it's a bourbon. And I was like, ah, and then like 10 seconds, you know, which one? Number one, two, or three? And I was just, just type my number, press enter, cross my fingers. Wrong. <laughs> so it, it almost reminds me of Blue Spot. Yeah. Oddly enough. Yes, I, I, I've had some Irish whiskey, okay? Sorry, this is my bourbon podcast listeners. <laughs> you, you've also been known to in, enjoy some Balvini occasionally, so. I have, Yes. I like scotch. I like Irish whiskey. I just don't drink it a lot on the show because the whole thing, it's bourbon. Like, yeah. I don't want to keep, you know, it's fun to do other whiskeys every now and then. But like. Right. The primary reasoning is 
bourbon. bourbon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and and I mean, I will lose people if I just start doing a mix of everything. At the same time, I'll probably gain some followers as well. Yeah, but they're but, gonna come in with this assumption that like, oh, he regularly does this. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, bur- bourbon is the you know, it's the primary focus here. This is my bourbon podcast. <laughs> But I I can totally understand why you would have said Irish whiskey. Truth be told, I think I'm I'm might have done the same if I had been given that. Yeah, and I mean those options. Like getting that as a blind sample and then trying to decide within like two minutes, you know, what is this? Normally isn't too hard. Um, but it's not the easiest thing in the but world. Though. Also, yeah, it's it's uh, when you're racking your brain on. Is it one of these four? And some people would have no idea. I mean, if you've never, if you've never had younger whiskey, or I know Fusion, they always are going to blend older stock in yeah. there. But if you've never had like Fusion One, you would have no idea what it tasted like. And and I mean, it's not like Fusion One is so accessible that you can just go out to a store, pick a bottle up, and then right. you know be able to have that in your palate memory bank. Right. But I mean, we had Fusion Two in my store um, until like February of this year. I finally <laughs> sold out of that. So yeah, I picked up an extra bottle of that, but I'd never had Fusion One. So after learning that, I was like, I should probably get Fusion Two, just just in case down <laughs> for down the line. Yeah. Did you did you like Fusion Three? I thought Fusion Three was the best one they had so far. Oh yeah, I absolutely love Fusion Three. <clears throat> that is fantastic. I mean, I think I don't, I don't think I put it in my top ten from last year, but I definitely put it in like honorable mentions if nothing else. Uh, I think I don't think I put it in my top ten uh, because I didn't pay for the bottle. They gave me a bottle. See, so I, I, oh yeah, that's right, because that was your <laughs> that was my consolation prize. Yeah. Which, by all means, they gave me that and discovery, and I mean that's you know almost two hundred bucks in free whiskey alone. Yeah, so I'm not complaining. Which um, was it? Discovery three, discovery four, fusion three. Fus- I, have, I haven't even seen fusion four yet. Is it out? Yeah, I got fusion, fusion four is out. Yeah, I got it at work. Really? Yep. I'm curious. I, I I think I'm more interested in the fusion products than I am Discovery. Well, despite so, the fact that Discovery, you know, should it, and it is it is consistently a hitter. Right. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, it's a hundred and twenty to hundred and thirty five dollar bottle, old old stock from reputable places. Yeah. And it's always a hit. But what's what's awesome is since I have had Fusion two, three, or Fusion two and three, I haven't had four yet, because um, I haven't bought it, but. It's just the, the progression and just seeing how it's changed. And yeah. I mean, Fusion Three was, I mean, a, a damn good whiskey. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely. a really good bourbon. Yeah, like, I love it. I so I was fortunate enough back when they announced um, the the first Pfeiffer Pavit Reserve mm. um, to to go to the distillery and they wined and dined us and everything <laughs> and um, which they're it, great about. You know what's it, they they absolutely are and. I, I think that was the first moment where I was just kind of like, some people take me seriously in this <laughs> in this thing. I mean, like I'm sitting around with you know the Bourbon Review. Michael Veach was there. Yeah. Um, I think Susan Regler might have been there as well. I can't remember for sure, but it, it just was one of those things where I was like, I feel very out of place, even though you know they invited me. I mean, they wouldn't have invited me if right. you know they didn't think I had something to. Add. Anyway, that's beside the point. That is so not the point at all. I'm so sorry. That made me sound like such a dick. Um, no, I mean, it, you, it was, you were shocked, and yeah. you were happy for, to be shocked. The, so. the, point, the point behind that nonsense rambling, though, was that 
Michael Veach made it very, I mean, he was very pronounced about his feelings about Fusion One. Yeah. He was like, he, he could barely believe it, it that it was some of their own stock that was helping round it out as much as it was. And what, what I'm getting at is that I, w- I am much more interested in seeing how Fusion has progressed over the past few years as opposed to Discovery, which is just basically a blending project. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's understandable. And, and that's, a, that's what makes the price point, because, I mean, of course, it's one, one blend, one, one and done. Um, but to me, it's a steal. I mean, $55 yeah. for Fusion and seeing how they are growing as a company and I think I hope in time they're going to start you you know using less and less of that Barton juice that's in there. And um, I think they will. I think that it's if if I remember correctly, they used less in three than yes, they did in one. They absolutely did. But yeah. I mean, I'm I'm talking like now that they're you know they're using four year juice because they're using one four year and two three years and then the uh, thirteen year and yeah. fusion four. And I would and they're using like forty percent of the thirteen year. I'd like to see it like oh around, that's awesome yeah. I'd like to see it around like 25%. Uh, Steve Nally's getting confident over at Bardstown Bourbon Company. <laughs> Dude, which by the way, he is a super nice guy. He is. Uh, he came to that tasting that um, we had at our store. We didn't even know he was going to be there. I was just talking to Jeremy, their Kentucky um, uh, like regional sales manager. And he, he didn't know that um, Steve was going to be there. And he just showed up. And we're like, oh, hey, you know, this is cool. <laughs> okay. Signing bottles and just hung out for four and a half hours and talked yeah. to customers. And, I mean, he was, that was awesome. So the the very first time that I went to Bardstown, um, I can't remember which episode this was. I think it was around the 50 mark yeah. for the podcast. And I, it might have actually been episode 50. I just can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but I, I walked in. And uh, David Mandel was still there. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, he's kind of showing me around the place and everything. And he was like, um, you know, Steve, Steve's upstairs right now. He's finishing up a conversation uh, with Jim Rutledge. And I was like, Jim Rutledge <laughs> is here. He was like, yeah, do you want to see if we can get him on the podcast? I was like, excuse Absolutely. me? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yes, for sure. So I had like... Everybody that was, you know, at that point, you know, important at yeah. Bardstown, sitting at the table, and then daggone Jim Rutledge is just in the middle there, too. And I can't even remember the questions that I asked him. <laughs> and, you know, I've edited it, and I haven't gone back and listened to that episode since, but it was such a cool moment to just, out of nowhere, be able to interview a legend. Well, yeah, and then, I mean, interview the, the man who kind of put four roses on the map i mean absolutely saved him as a brand exactly i think and then i mean and then now the stuff that he's doing yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i don't know what you want me to say there i'm really sorry i'll say this though let's uh let's pour something else yeah um what to now everything i brought is like cash strength um Um, everything you brought is cash strength. that is hey man that's just kind of the uh you know that's what where we uh, fall on our swords here. But um, what's the um, what's the rhetoric proof? Uh, Ninety point eight. Let's do that since that's going to be the. I know that it's older, but I still think that I'm actually really excited about this. I've not had many of the pour the rhetoric as much as you want. Oh, I'm gonna do a Perry pour. No, that's not true. I might have to drive to my parents for dinner later. So. Mm. 
Fusion one is so good though. Okay, that's <laughs> that's enough for me. So some twenty-four year old. It's Heaven Hill, right? I'll go big with you. <laughs> Not because I wanted to. Misery um, loves company. But it just happened, and I wasn't saying no. Hey, that was how the Perry Poor was born. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then original recipe Chad looked at me and said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Extra crispy Chad, just like. Let's party. Get it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not for a long time. That's right. Yeah, so, I, I mean, this came from the Bernheim, whatever, you know, everyone wants to believe. I mean, now the Diageo owns the, the Orphan Barrel brand. Yeah. So, of course, they sell it at um, Stitzel Weller or Blade & Bow. But, I mean, it came from the Bernheim warehouse that aged a ton of, you know, held a ton of stuff at that time. But uh, from what I found online, the actual rhetoric line is just old Heaven Hill juice. Yeah. So, and I could be wrong because I'm just believing what someone on the internet said. <laughs> but I mean, it uh, it's 24 years old Kentucky bourbon, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. I mean, H- have you had the um, the single cask nation? Yeah. 20 year old. Oh my god. Free fire, dude. Oh, it's uh, it's it's almost a life changer. I would, honestly, I don't know what that goes for on secondary, but I would consider at least up to five hundred dollars for a bottle. <laughs> that's how much I like. You do you, man. <laughs> I wouldn't. You pay, do you. I, I mean, that's. But I know though. I know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I I I think it's the best dusty Heaven Hill I've ever had. It, I mean, and I'm calling it a dusty because I mean, technically, it, it is. It, it is. Yeah, one hundred percent. And no, it was. That was phenomenal. This is a great nose, though. I, it's it's not it's not overly oaky. Not on the nose. <clears throat> oh well, here we go. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Fair the enough. nose though is like you know dark fruit. Uh, I mean, it's got some oak in there, and this may sound weird, but now that you know, I have to like analyze wine for work. It reminds me of like an oaky, very rich cabernet uh, on the That's, nose. Yeah, totally. The, the dark fruit that it's got going on. And excuse me for saying this, but there's also like a dirt note. So no, I, I think that there is that. I I, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, it's very but, soily. Yeah, but <laughs> it's like and it's good. Like oh, it, I, I don't. It, it's I don't a think, very pleasurable nose. Yeah, nothing. Nothing really stands out as being like uh, it, it. It all works very harmoniously. Yes, I would it, say it. it like it. Um, you, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was trying to say it better. You're you, going to say you, the exact same thing, yeah, just yeah, in different just words. Just in different words. Yeah. No, you said it fine. Yeah, let's, let's, let's have a taste of hey, this. Hey, cheers, thing. though. Yeah, it's, cheers, man. In the immortal words of Sarah Perkins, it's not every day that you get to have a 24-year-old. <laughs> Except she said 18, <laughs> she, and it's one of the funniest freaking things I've and ever I, heard that, in my entire life. Uh, I have that video saved, and I occasionally will refer back to that. <laughs> just to show people at work. <laughs> or like if if I have customers come in and I'm like oh you know you know it's bourbon night and I'm like you know I tell them like oh they're local da 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 no well let me show you this one video <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair it does pretty much sum up the entirety of their uh, their YouTube career and that's the, that's the the one that I show them perfect boy it doesn't drink like it's 24 years old <laughs> which means that it doesn't go to the bar and get hammered on Miller Lite no I'm just kidding no it drinks pretty light i mean like it's not it doesn't have that tannic quality that the over 
20 year old bourbons typically get where it just like coats your tongue and sits on it and you can't taste I will anything say, else. Um, I haven't had this in a few months. When I first opened it, it did. It was like you took a drink and I was I dehydrated. It. I mean, like, yeah. I, you do have to go to the ER after having a sip of this. <laughs> but now it's opened up really well. Yeah. Like, I've been crapping on this. Like, oh, you know, it's, it's no good. It's, it's just like eating a shoe um, from the 50s. But that's actually pretty what good. A, <laughs> well, what a metaphor to have. That, I, mean, oh, I guess it was a simile, wasn't it? Leather, oak. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, leather, yeah, yeah. wood sole, you know. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I quit, but I get it. I still reference that commercial. Do you know which, which commercial I'm talking about? I quit, but I get it. It's the Geico commercial with the caveman. He's playing tennis against Billie Jean King. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and the, the blimp goes over, and it's like, so easy a caveman could do it. And he's like, I get it. I quit, but I get it. Do you remember when they tried to make that a TV show? The Oh my gosh, my brain has totally just left that out. Yeah. I have suppressed that somehow. That's almost like a mandala effect thing because everyone's like, no, it didn't. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it definitely did. They they marketed that hard. (laughs) It was, I don't even remember watching it. I just remember thinking, I I don't know who this is for, but it is not me. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, I want to say I was like nine or 10. I might've been older. I don't know. You're older than I am. Um, Right. Yeah, I'll be 30 this year. I'm 28 in August, so yeah, not by much. Yeah, I, I am older than you. Are you sure that it was that early in our lives? I want to say yes. You know, that's what the Google was for. Um, <laughs> yeah. If only um, there were a way for us to find out. I'm, I'm just Googling the Caveman Show because I, <laughs> I have no idea what it's called. It's going to come up with the oh Hanna-Barbera it, cartoon? It's called Cavemen. Ugh. 2007. Whoa, I was uh, six. No, 2000. No, no you <laughs> weren't. <laughs> hey, my name's Chad. I'm turning 30 this year, and I was six in 2007. Really? Because <laughs> I was 14 in 2007. No. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and for that some reason, legitimately broke my brain for a second. I was like, something's not adding up here. When, when I read that, like, I know I said 2007, but in my mind, I was thinking 1997. And I, oh, I don't fair. know why. That's right. No, not really. I don't know why. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was 16 in uh, 2007. Yeah, I was, I was in my first year of high school. And I, yeah, I don't ever remember watching that show. But I definitely know that it was I not don't, something I had any interest in seeing. Um, I mean... I don't know what channel it was on, but uh, I mean, about that time in my life, I was watching like King of Queens and uh, Yes, Dear, if you remember those. Um, oh, was Yes, Dear? That was um, um, David, Michael what's Ma- his? Mike O'Malley. Oh, and, that uh, was Mike O'Malley. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What am I thinking of? What's the um, the David? Um, crap. He was on SNL. He was in Tommy Boy. Oh, 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 David Spade. Da- yeah. Um, what was his show? Um, was that just shoot me? Yeah, it was just yeah, shoot yeah, me. Yeah, that yeah. was what I was about to say too. And I was like, yeah, that was uh, a- maybe that was more eighties or nineties, but yeah, uh, just, I, and I never, I mean, these are all shows that I didn't really ever watch, but I know were cultural touchstones for that well, part of us growing I up. I don't know if like just shoot me ever. I mean, like it lasted for several years, I think, but, um, I don't, I don't know think that, I've watched a single episode. I, don't, I mean, I'm sure I have. It's one of those shows that like you watch in a hotel room. Cause you don't know what's on TV. <laughs> that 
is exactly that is one hundred percent what that show is. It's either that or Sports Center. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> you don't have a TV listing, but you're like, oh, it's there's Sports Center or just shoot me. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell it. We're so far off base from bourbon at this point, but here we are. This is like classic, this is my bourbon podcast episode here. Um, but I'll, I'll tell a funny story, and I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but on our honeymoon, um, there was this TV station in our resort that played one movie the entire time, except for like the two and a half hours that it played um, the Kevin Smith movie Tusk. Oh. Which is <laughs> not a good movie for for a honeymoon. No. Um, but the entire rest of the time, it was... Um, oh, why can't I remember anything today? I can normally remember stuff, and then I get on mic, and I'm like, Don't, I can't think of anything. Um, it was that Christmas movie with um, Liam Neeson and Kira Knightley oh. and... Uh. Just shoot me. No, skin. <laughs> Love Actually. There we go. I just I just got it. <laughs> I was going to say, they've shown me Pirates of the Caribbean 18 times. <laughs> but they didn't show me Love Actually. But that channel played Love Actually, I kid you not, on repeat the entire time we were there. And then just, I mean, one guy must have been like, we can't keep showing these people the same movie. And they threw in Tusk, of all movies. He's like, I wonder if anyone's actually watching this channel. Uh, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, we caught like the last 30 minutes of Tusk, and we were both going, what is happening here? Why is that guy a walrus now? <laughs> yeah, that, I've seen that movie a long time ago, and... It's, it's rough, man. It is very it's rough. It's tough to watch. Um... I don't advise anyone watching it, but I don't think it's a bad movie necessarily. It's, I, I, but I don't think Kevin Smith has really done anything great other than like Clerks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what his point was in that movie. I'm sure, I, I'm sure he's talked about it, but I mean, like you know, Clerks and Jane and Bob are like the Mallrats or <laughs> what he's known for. I forgot about Mallrats for a second. That movie's old. Anyway, <laughs> we were talking about Bourbon Wars, Orphan Barrel. Rhetoric. Orphan Barrel Rhetoric 24 years. So uh, I'll, I'll ask you this. Do you think that the Orphan Barrel products are worth the price that they fetch? So um, I bought Barter House last year for $86. I love Barter House. And that's, uh, what is that, 20 years old? Yep. For $86? Um, that's a wonderful price. Hell yeah. Is that I, what it's being sold at for, sold for at Total Wine? That's what I paid for it. I think uh, <laughs> with your so, employee discount. No, there's no employee discount on that. <laughs> but um, I think the price has gone up. Weirdly enough, and we've because I've had price changes come That's through annoying. for it, and we'll never have it. But we went through this crazy period last summer of like July through September of where we got Orphan Barrel products like twice a week, and we were like, I was stacked. I had every rhetoric except twenty one and twenty three. You could buy the entire lineup. Dang. Um. Hundred and like fifty bucks a bottle from twenty to twenty. I think the twenty-five year old was one seventy-five. I think this twenty-four was one sixty. But a twenty-four-year-old bourbon for one hundred and sixty bucks—that's not a bad price. No, I mean, uh, it, and I mean, I feel like the only direct comparison we can make is you know Van Winkle twenty-three year, which is two ninety-nine or like yeah, exactly. Now. I mean, yes, yeah, like yeah. Sazerac and RNDC have raised the price on that. So yeah, I don't have any problem paying no one fifty one seventy-five for that. I mean, I would. I hated this when I first got it, and 
I would I think ha- I remember that video now that we've talked about it. Yeah, I crapped bit. on it. Um, but I would happily buy another one, open it, wait seven months, and try it again. And um, knowing how good this is. I just took a sip of water, I know. But it, it's it's got such a nice tobacco-y finish. It does. On it. It oh, would yeah. be so good with like a sun-grown cigar. Absolutely. This this is like that musty barn tobacco mm-hmm. like thing. This would be great with cigar. Yeah. I don't think that it would pair well with something shade grown like a Connecticut, but I, dude, that is really, really good. Do, yeah. do you, um so Will Will from the podcast mm-hmm. collects all the rhetorics. So he's got like I mean the first one was what? Like was the first one twenty or was the first one like eighteen or nineteen? No, it was twenty. It went okay. uh Rhetoric twenty through twenty five. Right, so he he's got the the whole lineup, and I mean yeah. he made it a point to collect that. That's something that, like in retrospect, I kind of wish I had done. Me too. I've never really had the money for it, to be quite honest. But like, especially when you see that complete set, that's what like fifteen hundred dollars or something. Uh, twenty three hundred dollars. That's insane. Yeah, that makes no sense to me it's, and is honestly so frustrating because they start at 150 and go to 175 um, and there's six bottles so i mean maybe all in 11 1200 um, if i'm doing the the quick math right you're paying l- literally um twice as much twice as much for a wood box that you could make for 50 dollars I'm sure you could hear the heavy eye roll through the <laughs> <laughs> through the speakers, but that that's just such a load of nonsense, man. I, I I sold so Total Wine had two of those. I sold both of them, one of them to a guy um, who's probably not listening because he didn't drink. He was a doctor. Uh, he had just bought a, a a new house for his vacation home in Lexington, and he wanted a conversation piece in his man cave. So he paid that money. To sit on a mantle to talk about. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. I, like, that's, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do with their money. But I but think that's who that was meant to appeal for. Because who else, why would you spend that kind of money when you could buy them separately for half the price? Well, I mean, that that may be true, but that's also making the assumption that they are widely available at that price. True. There's no secondary value, and people are not feeling the FOMO by having missed out on them. That's the first true. time they were they were out. I don't know what secondary is like on these though. I, I truth be told, I don't think that they have any secondary value. Um, I mean it it's it's like Kentucky Owl. There's yeah. not you you either are selling it at MSRP or you it's dead in the water. Unless you have batch one rye. I don't disagree with you on that. I do think that the older batches have more value, but there there's no. There's no instant gratification as far as secondary value goes. Yeah, I mean, with, it's, it's not like taking a, like a Weller 12 and selling it for 150 bucks versus a, yeah. you know, a batch one, which was retail of what when it came out, like 100 bucks? Uh, one, yeah, one or one or 150. I can't remember um, for sure. I don't. I mean, it's been a while, but I mean, now they're 300 dollars. So someone may make sell it for 200 bucks. I mean, yeah. three max. Maybe. And I mean, at that point, <clears throat> it. I don't know. I think in some regards, that is worth it for the person who is picking it up, because well, yeah. that's more of a collector's thing than than anything. And right. you know, they believe in what Dixon was doing with with Kentucky Owl and this, that, and the other. But as far as a you know, 
we're talking from a flipper's perspective. <laughs> I don't I don't think that it has any secondary value. I don't I don't think it does either. But however, um I mean I would love to find a bottle of Barter House if anyone's listening and you've got a Barter House that's not as priced outrageously. <laughs> if there's any more at Total Wine as well. <sighs> I wish. I would love for there to be some at Total Wine cuz I would I would snap that up really we, quickly. Well, uh oh yeah, so like what I for Totally got off on a tangent about. Um, shocker. Um, Have you listened to this episode yet? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we talked about Just Shoot Me and Love Actually. so For a good solid five minutes. <laughs> but what someone had told me was, is the um, distributor, this goes through, I want to say it's Southern Glaciers, I can't remember. Something about them having it tied up, because um, I guess it's supposed to be exported, and that was like right last summer when all the tariff stuff was happening. And then they decided okay. to keep it, so they it all went back to the U.S. So, oh, okay. instead of going overseas, um, because you know our, we were taxing it, it decided they decided like, well, we're gonna well, like not Southern Glaciers decided they were gonna send overseas, but like it got shipped to them because of that. That's what I had heard. Um, so Southern's our local. I mean, they're like the number two largest distributor in the, uh, America. Yeah, but. Um, my rep said that was what he thought that it was because okay. everyone thought they were just randomly like, oh, they're, they're bottling 24-year-old Kentucky bourbon that came out three years ago. How is that happening? I guess they had just been sitting in limbo for a while. Yeah. I mean, that that's <clears throat> totally fair, and I, I, I don't discredit that possibility at all, but it's a... Uh, it it's funny because I think that so much of us, so many of us rather, have that um, very quick turnaround with FOMO. Yeah, you know, like I mean, even just this, it's like, boy, I really should have picked one of them up while it was <laughs> <laughs> while it was in the store. I mean, even just to have and break out and you know show people what a twenty four year old whiskey from kentucky could actually taste yeah, like without it, thinking that it's over over oaked this has opened up so well it's so, so good. well I, and, and again it's just really good yeah <laughs> i don't i don't i don't mean to be you know blasé about the you know my attitude towards it but i mean it, i mean it I is genuinely very good i don't remember when uh i want to say this was what 2016 when they released this 2017 golly has it been that long i think so i think so um kind of sad there's no date i'm trying to find like a laser coat or something on there but um the only thing that i can find is the 10 stamp on the bottom which i know it came out after 2010 <laughs> but uh, yeah i mean so 24 year old heaven hill you just you just don't come across that every day so like now like it's a fun conversation piece and now that i know it's opened up well it might disappear <laughs> a little faster than i want it to i mean that's yeah yeah, that that's always my problem too. Is that you know I just want to share it with people, and it's like yeah, I mean with with the barter house I got last year, I sampled that out to so many people, and left myself with like a quarter of the bottle, and I was like, well, oh, I don't even have that left of mine. I was like, eh, eighty five, eighty six dollars. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, that, how many people got to try twenty year old bourbon from Kentucky that they would have not had otherwise? I mean, I'm not mad. I'm, I mean, I'm not mad about you know the sharing. I just wish that there were more of it oh no i I wish there was tons more of it (laughs) what a novel concept we wish that there was more of the older (laughs) stock for us to i think they're putting out like a 26 
No. What's, what's the latest one I got? 16-year-old. Is it 16-year-old Dickel Orphan Barrel? Oh, boy. Yeah. Yay. They did the... Are the, they calling it bourbon or are they calling it whiskey? I don't know. It's uh, They did the Muckety Muck, which was a single grain... That was a scotch. Scotch. Yeah. I think this year, it's either like a 16 or an 18-year-old um, Dickel release, which I like Dickel. I'm not, I'm not crapping on that, but I'm going to have a hard time paying Orphan Barrel prices for Dickel product for Dickel, yeah. when I can get Dickel 15-year for like 70 bucks on my shelf already. You liked the most recent release of the the Bottle and Bond too, right? Oh yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I still have not tried it. Oh, it's. I wish I would have known. I would have brought it. I'm it, sorry. Um, I'm just gonna send you a list every week of like things I haven't tried. Yeah, here, yet. Perry's list. Here's what I have not tried this week. Yeah, I have that. I'll bring it. I mean, I know most people say Dickel's got this like the Flintstone vitamin thing, which I don't know. I haven't had Flintstone vitamins since I was like 12, so I don't remember what those taste like. But Dickel to me has a very earthy, like mushroomy, like note in there, mm-hmm. and then like citrus, and like a heavy citrus, like an almost an artificial orange peel. But I I enjoy that. It's not something that I would go to every day. I'm not gonna sit sit around and drink George Dickel all the time, but it, occasionally, it's a nice change. And then I'll get on this kick where I just drink nothing but like old smooth or not old new smooth ambler, like five year, six year products that come from Dickel. Some ten-year-old dickle picks, yeah, um, and then like the uh, the one hundred and seven smooth ambler American whiskeys. Like, I get on kicks of that because I've got several of those at home. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just don't see the hate in dickle. I, I know the age range. It's it's not for everybody. Truth be told, I think a lot of the the hate that comes for it is from Kentuckians. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I think I, I but um and and you know no one hundred percent speaking it as is, a Kentucky. I mean it, it is. How many people have you let try Jack Daniel's Barrel Proof and then then be like, no way, this is Jack Daniel's. Oh, my father in law cussed me out because I gave him Jack Daniel's and he loved it. I, I and I gave it to him blind and then you know he couldn't he couldn't believe it. I, so. I, I had an associate at work who his his favorite bourbon once he got to purchase one was Stag Junior. Well, obviously, who doesn't love Stag Junior? Yeah, I said, dude. Buy you a pint of Jack Daniels Barrel Proof over there, you'll never look back. You, oh, I I have no intention of going out of my way to buy Jack or excuse me Stag Junior. Yeah. anymore. I mean Jack Jack Barrel Proof is perfect. I mean stellar. Fifty to sixty bucks a bottle, and I mean, and I don't have any problem buying the pints either no. at Total Wine. Yeah, because I, I mean two pints are the same as a fifth. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. It's a little bit more expensive, but still five five dollars more. Expensive. I know, I know, but, I know. But I, I yeah. I hate that I know all these prices off the top of my head. <laughs> it's literally your job to know those prices it off is. the top of your head. It is. Um, and I can also tell you that um, uh, two, two uh, pints of Hennessy are the same as a fifth because they adjusted the price to accommodate for the shortage in product. So. That's actually quite nice of them. It is nice of them because usually they're like, ah, oh, pint's $10 less than a fifth. <laughs> no, they, they adjusted it for that. So we got kind of off... For a while, of course, but I yes. I do want to ask about because this is something that Swan has kind of told me about before Toulouse. I can hear you <laughs> through the microphone, dude. Uh, he he's he's told me about before, and I wanted to kind of get the perspective of somebody who is in the midst of it. But the it it seems like the community of people on Instagram 
are very much their own thing and and are not not that it's like exclusionary but they they're kind of isolated yeah i i'm curious and i want to let you kind of talk to that a little bit and give some insight because you know this is a podcast i mean yeah. we don't i don't put the video up on instagram of <laughs> you know the hour and a half long podcast or anything but I, i'm just curious what your your perspective is on on that i mean like i said earlier i i only have insta well that's a lie i have instagram <laughs> and tiktok but um instagram is my primary source of social networking um, via, you know, my personal page and my whiskey page. But, um, I, I go into it with a one track mind of anymore. I, I very rarely will go through, I mean, like I used to go to breaking bourbon all the time and like all yeah, these web pages yeah, yeah. and read reviews. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, with Instagram, I mean, and most people given like quick tidbit information out there and they're like, Hey, here's what we thought for a more extended version. Check out our website. Why do I need to do that? You just told me everything I need to know Yeah, right here. Um, and it, it's become one of those things where that's how I want to do. Like, you know, someone's like, why don't you make a webpage? I don't need to make a webpage. I mean, yeah. what, that's not time that I want to invest into it. I tried a YouTube page. I didn't, it didn't work out. Um, it is very just, I've made this group of friends on there. I mean, obviously I met, um, I guess I met you through Swan, but still like a majority of everyone that I know in we, the bourbon community have, have been from Instagram. I mean, yeah. there's been people that I've never met in person. Um, or I wouldn't have met in person if it wouldn't have been from Instagram. Like I got friends from Virginia and Washington and all these places yeah. who traveled to Kentucky. And then I just coincidentally enough, like I, they know me as my daily bourbon and they'll come into my store and then I'm like, wait, hold on. Is that you? Yeah, that is me. And otherwise, you know, we wouldn't have met from that, but it is just a small, to me, it's the most, um, honest and, just caring community. Like I know people will say like Facebook groups and stuff are that way. I, I, I mean, excuse my language, but I could give a shit less about like secondary Facebook groups and all these, you know, buy, sell trade and you know, all this other stuff. Instagram to me is just the most amount of genuine people. I've had my fair share of people who are not, I mean, and they're, they'll call people out, they'll start trouble. And I'm, I'm literally there. It is a hobby of mine. It's fun. It's a passion to, yeah, open bottles, review bottles. And the, I don't care if I get five likes or 500 likes on a photo or a video. The fact that someone has looked at it is awesome. Yeah. And I hear that from so many people. Cause I mean, there's very few people who, who can make a living off social media, let alone Instagram. I mean, you have nothing to gain from Instagram unless you get paid by brands. Yeah. And a lot of, um, a lot of the people that I've met through there, I mean, it, it's just like, I don't want to say a brotherhood, but almost a family. I mean, there's sure. And I think that the reason why most people, you know, you may say it's secluded is just because it, that is, I don't want to say the nicest community, but it is the most caretaking community. I mean, I, I threw up like, Hey, I'm looking for bottle X, Y, Z. And I'd have 10 people say like, Hey, I've got it. And I mean, either trade or buy. I mean, everyone is just nice versus some of the stuff I hear off Facebook um, even Reddit. Reddit's gotten to the point to where sometimes people will post a review 
And I mean, Reddit is Reddit, but then you'll see people who just dog it like, oh, you know, your palate's garbage. I don't taste that at all. And it, it's, it's all subjective. Whiskey is subjective. Alcohol is subjective. Um, and no one says that kind of stuff on Instagram. And I mean, not saying like, hey, Instagram is for, um, you know, hugs and kisses or anything. Sure. But I just think that it is the best community. And that's why I've stuck with it. And everyone's supportive. I mean, you guys have been supportive. Yeah, um, absolutely. Everyone that I've encountered on there. And that's why I think a lot of people have just kind of stuck to that. I mean, look at how many people do like weekly shows on there now. Um, oh, be, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's every day of the week I have, I watch someone who's doing a live. Um, there's, I'm in like four or five groups on there of people who I wouldn't have met except for Instagram. I yeah. mean, I, how would I have known that you, Perry Ritter, um, would be, you know, this is my bourbon podcast. It had I not met like Swan and then followed you guys. And what's yeah. crazy is I had listened to you guys and then never put that together. Once I met Sean, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even hear it like in his voice or anything. No, he was, that's funny. He was telling me about samples and I'm like, dude, how did you get that? And then he sent me a link to your podcast and I'm like, I, I'm subscribed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I, I know. Yeah. I'm like aware. that, that makes sense now, but like that, I know it's a like a long drawn out and may not have answered anything on there, but it is just the most caring community to me. And I think that for a lot of others, they feel that way. Cause I mean, you, you could always hop on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, I don't even know what you could do on Twitter these days, but, or Reddit, but to me, Instagram, I mean, it is just the most safe and direct form. Yeah. Of a community. Yeah. I think that it, Instagram has the immediacy that a lot of, other social platforms don't have. So I, I, I totally get that. And, and by no means am I trying to advocate for one over the other. Um, I mean, it was just, I was purely curious yeah, as no, to what you, uh, what you were, what you experienced with that. Yeah. And I mean, what's crazy is, is, I mean, what other platform can you get on and post a 10 minute video of your opinion? And it, it can be, res- I mean, YouTube, but, <laughs> <laughs> I've already talked about my experience with YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, I mean, I can get on Instagram, post a 10-minute video of whether I liked something or didn't like it. And then, you know, like, in certain cases, brands will reach out to me and be like, hey, we're sorry that you thought this sucked. Um, What can we do better? And that's awesome because on YouTube, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know because I don't have extensive experience in YouTube. But how many many people can say, like, from a, a YouTube page or even Reddit, like, hey, so we saw your comment. What do you think? Versus yeah. Instagram, which, I mean, it is free marketing. Like, anytime I post yeah, a bottle for literally. a brand, free marketing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's why brands and companies and distilleries have taken to it so well. Well, and I, I, I'll be very honest, too. I mean, I owe a lot of the early success of the podcast to Instagram because, you know, that was how I got the word out about new episodes and you know i was i used to do my weekly live on instagram and yeah um you know i would i would i would double up so that i had multiple platforms that i was doing it with but i mean there are still people who you know i i guess made friends with it's okay marie (laughs) that we're just talking about whiskey um that i you know i became friends with through instagram and you know now they listen to the podcast and there are other ways that we've kind of maintain that relationship but i totally get it i mean yeah. I, I i think that with the the ability to you know without really any precedence go live 
you don't have to do anything to make posts other than you know maybe scroll through a couple of filters and yeah you know just add some hashtags and throw it up and you know it, it's it's just very accessible and it's very it, it it's just a very immediate way to you know produce content absolutely so. i mean like i'll even do it from work some days like we'll get in a barrel pick <laughs> and i'm just like quick snap a photo and you i have you know that my, is true i've seen that my before. notepad just i have my hashtag saved and i'll just copy paste boom, yeah. posted yeah i mean and it's just quick to do that and it's it's fun and engaging because sometimes i feel like if if i don't do that and I, like i buy something or it's a pick that I know is good. How are people going to know it's good if I don't post it? Right. Um, and I mean, uh, uh, thousands of other people, hundreds of thousands of other people on Instagram in the, in the whiskey community feel the same way. So I, I think it's just short of, you know, here's a bourbon hunting Facebook group where you post Blanton's and everyone rushes to their store with their uncle and cousin. Instagram is the best way to kind of showcase your honesty. Absolutely. And uh, just figured you know go ahead and move on to something else to drink yeah you want. so how about that uh that nashville single barrel that you uh you pulled up yeah this is the kentucky um pick number one so i think they um is this the one with the kentucky spirit logo on it absolutely is yeah had we, it at the uh, old old bourbon county kitchen um we had four bottles of this and i oh, <laughs> I conned my store manager into being like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, hey, man, um, <laughs> let me let me buy one of those." Dude, this stuff is so good, though. It is. I I haven't had it in a. Uh, it, it's been over a month. Had I known so, you'd had this one, I would have brought. I have one of the two total wine picks. I gotta be honest with you, I'm just happy to have it again. But uh, <laughs> oh my god, it's so good! It is so good. I mean, eight year old MGP Rye, ninety five five. Come on. <sighs> You know what's funny is I I am very much that person who started out, you know, just kind of low-ride products and, you know, just yeah. easing my way into bourbon. And then, you know, getting into rye, it was like, oh, you know, I like this stuff. Fine. There wasn't anything about it that really, you know, enticed me. And the first 95.5 rye I had, I think, was New Riff. And I just fell in love with that mash bill. I, mean, I think 95.5 Rise are where it's absolutely at. Oh, me too. Um, and don't get me wrong. There's plenty of Kentucky-style Rise that I like. But uh, when you get a good 95.5... MGP is the king. I they think, are. of the, the 95.5s. And boy, if that isn't proven on the nose. That was yeah. adorable, by the way. Your cat is awesome. Our, our, that's that's Knox. <laughs> She's our older of the two cats, but she is a sweetheart. She absolutely is. Oh man! Yeah, the nose is f- uh, fantastic, and the palate is phenomenal. I think what I love the most about ninety-five-five Rise is that they're not over. They, there is kind, of, you know, that that minty quality, of course, mm-hmm. can be a little harsh when it comes to to rye whiskeys and i think with 95.5 it just gets really rounded out and becomes a much more pleasing experience i guess yeah (laughs) i mean it's a it's a lot easier i feel like to drink a 95.5 than it is a low rye rye in some ways so my biggest thing with 95.5 
is the mouthfeel. I mean, oh, absolutely. That like yeah. the there's very few actual like 100% rye whiskeys out there. I mean, there are so many whiskeys who use like 100% rye whiskey. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've had one to be honest. You've had Braddock Oak. That is legit. Yeah, from Catoctin Creek. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Yes, I have that. Um, that that one's like super oily, very viscous and rich. Um, yeah. And that's why I love ninety five five rise. Um, I I love that thick syrupy almost mouthfeel. I we'll we'll finish this up, and we'll move on to our little fifteen year yeah bourbon comparisons. But I I, I want to give you the chance to to. Uh, I guess give your elevator pitch about my daily bourbon and, and let people yeah. know. Um, you've, you've already done a good job. I think of explaining to people what makes Instagram so viable and such a, a strong community, of course, but just allowing people the chance to kind of hear from you about your content and, and why they should go and check you out. Do you want me to do a, the sideways like wave? Everyone makes fun of me. Cause I always go like this. I guess you do do that. Yeah, it, I've never know. I've never really thought about it before, but I, I here never, I, am. I never noticed it until <laughs> a group I'm in. Um, whenever, like every time we would start a conversation, the group was like, "You would say, hey, such and such." Yeah, and like to make sure that you're communicating to that person. And someone said, "Hey, Chad," and they did a wave, and I'm like. I wave back, and they're like, no, that's your sideways wave. And I'm like, I don't sideways wave. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, uh, I apparently I, I'm just, like, chopping the air. But elevator pitch on uh, yeah. My Daily Bourbon. Um, <clears throat> hey, guys, chat here with that My Daily Bourbon. Um, I guess my page is just honest reviews. Um, there you go. But, no, seriously. <laughs> um, there you go. I started it as a hobby. Um, my personal page was littered with whiskey and my girlfriend would give me crap about it some friends and family give me crap about it a buddy of mine named david was like one start a whiskey page and i legitimately uh or not legitimately i literally said to him we don't have time for such great ideas and <laughs> thus my daily bourbon was born my intention was to do daily reviews posts and that became too much so now i try and at least post as often as possible and do a, a few, couple reviews a week but my goal is to just give my uh, my unfiltered, just 100% opinion. I don't care if it's free, if it's sent to me by a brand, um, whether I pay for it or if I, you know, whatever. It is my opinion. That's a silica pack. Why? I mean, you, you don't want the box to get moist. <laughs> um but I, I just, everything that I post is 100% me. Um, sometimes people are like, oh, you're saying you like this because they sent it to you. I know that sometimes I don't even post things because I don't want people to think that. Yeah. But if, if I like it, I like it. Um, I post more of what I like than I dislike for, for good reason. Um, I don't want to waste your time reading a review about something I, I dislike, unless it's Basil Hayden, and then I'll do everything <laughs> I can to post about how much I hate Basil Hayden. But, um, uh, I just want people to see what I think. And I think it's awesome that people react to that. So, and that's kind of what my page has grown out of is just my opinion. And I really don't care what you think of something. I, I'll tell you what I think. And then I'll ask you what you think um, about what I thought and converse from there. Real boomer energy for your, your page, apparently. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. I mean, I mean <laughs> just kidding. My, just my kidding. target I'm audience is like 18 to 40. So, wow. Yeah. I guess that's kind of what we are with the podcast as well. It's, it's weird right. how many like 18 to 25 year olds I have. Um, and then you go to like <laughs> 26 through 40. Do you want to rethink that initial statement? Well, it, <laughs> and then you go to like 26 through 40 and it's like 3% more. And I'm like, huh, that's a weird target audience. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. You are allowing me to open this bottle. I'm still not entirely sure why you've given me such an opportunity. Uh, but because this is, I will be able to open it every day at home. You will not. Oh, you just wanted me to do it for... You wanted me to get the hard work out of the way. Yes. First and foremost. I hate foil. I love those little cuts that you get under your fingernails from foil. Mm. So... So flattering and pleasing. It, <laughs> I'm just happy that you gave me that opportunity. Um, Can we just talk about the bottle? I... First of all. First of all. First of all. Do you want to film any of this for your Instagram? No, you do. We'll do this for this. I'm keeping MDV okay. out. I will do a review later. That's fine. Um, the bottle is freaking gorgeous. I will say. So there, there is a, I wouldn't say a movement, but there is definitely a, an exodus of printed on bottle yeah. labels or, or, or text. And I think that these these higher end bottles definitely are the ones that are maintaining yeah. some of that. And I, I think that the embossed the embossed logo is so nice and really complements just everything with the label. I mean, because it, well. it it is just your typical wine bottle, and then the fact that where they yeah. etched it in and it's embossed and the like the styling it, it is so clean. It almost looks like a stag, but well, I guess a BTAC bottle. Is it legitimately just a BTAC bottle? Yeah, that is just, that's your Eagle Rare, your BTAC. Yeah, um, I guess it is your your five dollar wine bottles. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a quick a quick thing. So this comes from Gulf Coast Distillers. Um, so for those okay. of you in Texas who know the Prideful Goat, um, that was only available in Texas. Everyone outside of Texas, you have Hickory Hill Fifteen Year. So this is the Prideful Goat. Probably not the same batch, but it is from sure. the same distillery. Really yeah, this cool. is batch 785. I mean, what are they doing? Putting out a, like, like blending batches per day? I mean, they, they probably were like, um, you know, there are 784 batches that just sucked, maybe. <laughs> I hope it's something like that, or at the very least, you know, the, the 785 means something else other than the literal... 785. Well, I mean, this is bottle 1574. So, I mean. But where are they getting all of that whiskey from? If it's 15, I mean, they don't just. 15 year old whiskey isn't just sitting around. I mean, this this had to be part of that giant tote drop last year. I think it definitely had to be. Well, the tote drop, I mean, wasn't necessarily last year, but all the brands came out last year. I also just realized there's text on the side. Ooh, there is. Yeah. What's a, I can't. What's this? It just says uh, Kentucky unfiltered cash strength bourbon whiskey. Yes. So <laughs> I didn't have anything to say about that. Uh, so we also wanted to compare this to the three chord whiskey drummer. Yes. As well. You can. I mean, if you want to, if you sure. want to grab it, feel free to. I mean, it's. My, Don't tell me what to do, Perry. I do what I want. I'm aware. <laughs> 
Uh, so here we go. I'm going to uncork the Hickory Hill here. Weak little pop. Oh, that's kind of yeah, weak, weak little sad I'm boy. I'm going to pop the uh, three chord. Yeah. That was much better. Dang it. You definitely got Now that's the, a cork pop. That's a cork pop. Hey, we had to cut out a bunch of stuff. Sorry. And we're back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the three chord is 117.9 proof. Again, that is that is unfiltered, meters. right? Or is that chill filtered? Uh, I'm pretty sure that it's unfiltered. So the Hickory Hill is 115 proof, uh, unfiltered, and cast strength. So two proof point no, difference. Nowhere on the bottle does it say non-chill filtered or non-filtered. I guess. Oh wait, nope. Yes, it does. Unfiltered. <laughs> Sweet. Unfiltered, uncut, and undeniably delicious. Uh, I can agree to all three of those. <laughs> Two of them are facts. One of them is opinion, and I will agree with that. Yeah, that, that's a good opinion to have. Yeah. Um, we starting with three chord? I started with the three chord, yeah. yeah. I wanted to give the, the Hickory Hill a little bit of time to open since the yeah. three chord has been open for, for quite a while. Um, not quite a while. Long enough, I guess. Yeah, this is... <laughs> I love this whiskey so much, man. I, of course, rarely have it because it's expensive. And I mean, yeah. you know, it was sent to me by three chord as well. And this uh, this just became an X-rated episode. So <laughs> <laughs> X-rated for mouth noises, pleasure noises and occasional drug use. <laughs> the dude, the nose on this, man, it is. It's so deep and rich and just full of character. I think that's what I loved so much about those weird 15-year batches that just popped out of nowhere last year is that they did have a lot of character. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Chicken Cock sent me their 15-year. And while it was $300, and I'm like, no, I won't pay $300 for this, (laughs) it was amazing whiskey. Crap, I never did review that. Chicken Cock, I am so sorry. I am just now. Re- See, this is why I needed either the YouTube page or like a blog or something so I could review things. We got ours the same day. That's right. We did. Yeah. I totally forgot about so that. I was going to give you guys some and then Sean sent me a picture and you're like, oh, hey. Yeah. Got this today. Um, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. But um, I've also I've never seen it. Have you? I've never seen a bottle in person. I think I might have seen one at Bardstown Bourbon Company. Maybe. Well, I'm, I'm talking like on a shelf in retail space. No, I'm talking like like in the Bardstown Bourbon Company gift shop. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I might have I like the neither. red label. Yeah, like yeah. I never. I don't think we had it at work. I don't know if Liquor Barn got it. You know what, Swan? I think you called him Sean a second ago. It's fine, Swan. Um, sorry. We're breaking the fourth wall, but <laughs> 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 but I'm pretty sure that he texted me and said that. They did get a bottle, but it sold really quickly. I can believe it. That happens with a lot of allocated bottles, it feels like. Yeah, when we got one. Dry State in, it didn't even go to the shelf. Someone said, hey, do you have Dry State? And he went to the back and grabbed it and sold I it. I still cannot believe that. Yeah. Um, however, I still got that $3,500 McAllen, if anyone wants to. You know. <laughs> can we try it in store before we buy it? Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let everybody know I didn't edit that pause in between the uh, the mouth noise and the no. So that all happened in real time. 
my god this is spectacular that is so good oh Oh. my gosh i will say and and we all kind of postulated last year about where this 15-year product was coming one coming from excuse me and everybody kind of said it's more than likely beam yeah but I think that's more reminiscent of the Rhetoric 24 year than it is a Beam product. I will agree. Uh, and everyone goes on to the, uh, the mash bill. So there were a few places who were like the mash bill is like 18.5, which is like just a, their high rye. Yeah, like an 18.5 rye content and like just an odd number. It was almost Barton's mash bill, but not quite. And people are like, oh, it's Barton. This is not Barton juice. No, this is, there's <laughs> no way at all this is Barton juice. No chance. But, yeah, this is so close to that Rhetoric 24 year. I mean, if it is Jim Beam, awesome. It's really good Jim yeah. Beam. But, I mean, my money is betting that it's just younger Rhetoric. I think so, too, man. I, I And it's so similar to the point where if you put both of them down in front of me. I don't know if I'd be able to tell the difference. I am being very honest. And I I think that it's, you know, that the, the proof change and the age change where they kind of weigh each other out or out, outweigh each other. That was a weird way to say outweigh each other. Um, or they even they even each other out. What 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 did I do? What did I do? Is it my my microphone flipping around like it's a, yeah. a fish out of water? Yeah, I'm a professional. I've been doing this for three and a half years. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I just think that it's almost unmistakably older Heaven Hill juice. It it tastes so much like the rhetoric that the only difference is the proof point. I mean, yeah. like. Flavor wise, yeah, it, it is absolutely. Just, it's much more pronounced. Everything that the rhetoric has, you heard it here first. We're calling it out. Yeah, we're whiskey drummer. You, <laughs> you've, you've been exposed. Anyway, Hickory Hill fifteen though. All right, let's. I've not even nosed it. I've swirled it. I, I this was my first swirl. I have no experience with this. It's a fresh crack, brand new bottle, hundred one fifty five proof. Oh, 115 proof, $155. Okay. All so right. I'm nervous. Let's dive in. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty similar, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's, I mean, truth yeah, be told, yeah. they're not dissimilar yeah, at all. No, not at all. I think the only difference is that the, the whiskey drummer is two proof points higher. It, it, well, yeah, and I think that it's just. It's been open for quite a while longer. Oops. <laughs> Did your eyes just roll back in your head? Did I see that for a second? <laughs> Did we lose you? <laughs> no, I accidentally cheers myself and then laughed. Yeah, but like, b- right before that, right before that, I thought I saw you just pass out for a hot second. No, I was kind of embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, these are, man. It's it's the same distillery. It's the yeah, same it, it is, product. God, they, the nose is so good on both of these. I know. And, and I, I, again, I think that the, the Hickory Hill clearly has water added to it. Yeah, it is cast strength, um, but it, I mean, it's not uncut. So cast strength is, is, is 
mean, what did he go in the barrel? One hundred fifteen proof. Yeah. I mean, like what, cash drink was such a, a a wide like open term that it's. I think it, it yeah. has had water added to it. I mean, it it definitely smells like it. We haven't gotten to the palate yet. No. But I, I mean, it's it's got a. It's got like just kind of a proofed down. Note it's a little it more subdued. Those. Yeah, like, even though absolutely. it's two proof points lower, uh, it knows is about ten proof points lower. But it is, I, I'm I'm calling it. It is one hundred percent the same. Oh, yeah. distillery it has as whiskey be. drummer. Yeah. All right. Cheers, man. Cheers again. Whoa, it's more viscous than the three chord. Yeah. It it Whoa, drinks it, a lot hotter. That Kentucky hug. It hit me in the Kentucky hug really yeah. quickly. Ooh. Almost to the point of like heartburn. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but but I, it's I'm lower not mad in, at it. I'm not either. I, I think that I I think that I like Whiskey Drummer just as a whole a little bit better. But I I wouldn't be upset with this, especially at a lower price. It's $70 cheaper. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I don't have any qualms with that. You're looking at the, the color at the moment. I think the color's a little bit deeper, too, than the... It is. And which is weird. The, like, I was looking at the legs on the glass, and it is... Let me see here. Yeah, the color's way deeper. Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> I feel like it has quite a bit more oil to it, but... It absolutely does, yeah. Oh, the whiskey drummer barely hangs on the the side of the glass. Yeah, whereas the Hickory Hill, like the streaks on this, this is gonna sound terrible, but it has stretch marks. It does have stretch marks? <laughs> it's weird. I went back to the nose and I got like a grain note, which is strange for a fifteen year old product. I'm not getting that, but I got a really heavy chocolate note the second time. I will say it drinks every bit of 15 years. I'm really trying to dive into the nose. The uh, they're both so similar on the nose. The Hickory Hill is slightly lighter, but not by much. But the palate, I mean, I, I I will say I think I'm missing, and I get a lot of this from Le products and and. Really, some of these older, you know, like 15-year-old products as well. I am missing the toasted marshmallow note that yeah. I get on the Whiskey Drummer and that I get on things like Kentucky Owl and, um, oh, like Old Carter as well. Has that in in droves. Yeah, the <laughs> 100% that marshmallow note on the Drummer. Amazing. It's one of my favorite notes on, <laughs> on Whiskey. Yeah, Truth I mean, it, it, mine too, and like... It is so, like, the nose is fluffy. Like, you can smell that marshmallow like it is fresh. It, I mean, it is The nose is fluffy. Yeah. But you don't quite get that on the... Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, the nose on the Hickory Hill is, like, 10 points lighter. Like, you would think it is, like, about 100, 110 yeah. on the nose. It's really fruity. It is. I, it's almost like a yeah. cantaloupe note. Yes. There, there is a melon. <laughs> there is a melon note in there. I can pull them out every once in a while, y'all. 
which and, and I'm not a big cantaloupe fan. No, I hate at all. Um, I, I really do too, actually. Uh, but uh, no, I can I get that. Like you said, I don't know if it's the suggestiveness, but it's. I, I it's mean, like, I've been fighting with it for a while, trying to figure out what it is, and it's like fresh. Like there is like a note in there that's very bright yeah. and and doesn't kind of belong, versus the whiskey drummer, which is like, hey, we're all good here. <sighs> It, yeah, it's the again the harmoniousness yeah of the the whiskey drummer really shows. I think it's the care that's put into the the craft more than anything. Oh yeah. Again, I am not mad at Hickory Hill. I oh, just no. prefer the the whiskey drummer. No, and ever I mean, so slightly more. If, if you do not want to spend that, I mean, for me there is a seventy dollar price difference um, in where I work. Um, Totally. Hickory Hill, 15 cash strength. But if you've got that money to spend, Whiskey Drummer. Um, yeah. I would rate Whiskey Drummer as one of my top all-time whiskeys of the year um, if I had a bottle. Sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Once I see a two at the beginning of a price, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I think that the, the Hickory Hill definitely is more approachable as far as price. But... I just want to. I want to drink the whiskey drummer all day. The whiskey drummer is the better. So I'll say this. So though, these are all most likely part of that tote thing that happened. Yeah. Those totes hold what five barrels. Um, sure. Yeah, uh, they they hold barrels. Um, obviously, whiskey drummer. I, I'm sure they didn't get to choose what totes they got, but the combination of totes that they used. For this, for Whiskey Drummer, are superior to the ones that uh, Gulf Coast got for Hickory Hill. Can you actually expand on that just a little bit? Because I don't think that we've ever talked about this tote thing on the podcast before. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever really heard anybody else discuss what happened with these products. Yeah. So these were all part of a undisclosed um distillery source where they had i mean like literally thousands of 15 year old at least 15 year old bourbon in these totes uh these totes are their their plastic containers that hold several barrels worth of whiskey um and they they were all 15 years old so some speculation because of the recipe was oh it's it's beam um, but it was for a custom project or a new brand that didn't take off or they couldn't get funding for. Um, or it was Heaven Hill and the same thing. Whatever happened, it did not pan out. So there were just tons of 15-year-old totes lying around. I mean, there's... you And you've seen these from things like, uh, you know, Chicken Cock and Three Chord Whiskey Drummer, Hickory Hill 15, um, Old Soul 15-year... Doc Swenson, 15-year. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many of these brands, I, all of a sudden, they just had 15-year-old Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Um, and people were like, oh, no, it's 15-year-old Jim Beam. I'm not paying $100, $200, $300 for that product. Yeah. Some people are like, oh, it's Heaven Hill. I'll pay three, dollars $400 for that product. Whatever the source is, it is a mash bill that is not normal to them, usually. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you take into account, to account Heaven Hill... Um, I mean, they mostly do, uh, what is it like a 10% rye mash bill for the most part. Um, 
And then Jim Beam is what, like 13% rye or 12% rye. So it is, no matter who it came from, it is different. But these totes were, you know, it, I want to say it's five barrels, you know, total in a tote. Uh, and, and these brands just bought tons of them. They were put on the open market. They sold uh, a couple years back. Everyone created a label for them. But there's, there is no, like, really information on them. So you've got brands like um, Three Chord, who created the Whiskey Drummer, um, Doc Swinson's, which, I mean, whatever batch that was, it won all kinds of awards. I mean, people were going crazy over it. I mean, it went for like 600 bucks on secondary just yeah. to get it. But um, it's so unknown that no one really knows how to claim it. But at the <laughs> same time, though, as you and I have been saying, it tastes so similar to that Rhetoric 24. Yeah. I would be willing to bet it is Heaven Hill. I, I would be as well, which I'm I'm not normally that confident with the with the distillery or brand, but No, so I I've been saying uh Jim Beam. Just because everyone on the interwebs I agree. Yeah. have said Jim Beam and I'm like, oh it must be the beams. Yeah. You know I I don't think it's beam. Uh, well I wish I'd have brought the Knob Creek fifteen year to compare. But after having the three chord and the rhetoric, yeah. Uh, there's no way that this is not Heaven, Heaven Hill. Hill. It I mean cash strength quote unquote, uh, 15 year for 155 bucks, $220. Um, just old. I mean, this has been apparently in totes for like several years. Yeah. So it like just not being used. So who knows when this was actually distilled. So I, I want you to go back to the Hickory Hill. Yeah. And, and smell it again. Cause it has opened up a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm getting something on it that I wasn't getting before. Do you remember those iced oatmeal cookies? Yes. Like the, yeah. <laughs> Is that what you were? <laughs> no. Yeah. I was going to say like, at first I was going to say confectionery sugar, but, but it's yeah. that general yeah. thing. Get like a 30 pack from the IGA for two bucks. <laughs> I don't even know if anyone knows what an IGA is anymore, but eh. it's a thing of the past. Anyway, the, the, yeah. the more I have the Hickory Hill, though, the better it gets. I do think it needs time to open up. I mean, how long has the uh, whiskey drummer been open? Uh, I was sent that in the last half of last year mm. after my interview with Neil Giraldo. So, yeah. I mean... October, November, something like that. That note on the palate. Or like, not that note, but that punch. There's no way it's There's not a, yeah, Heaven Hill. I mean, like, it has to be Heaven Hill. I even feel notes that remind me of the 27 year that they put out in 2019. Yes. It just with less oak. Yeah, it's, it's not as... Hyper-aged? Yeah. <laughs> I, either either way, I don't think you can go wrong with either of these products. I just I no, prefer the the whiskey drummer. The whiskey drummer. It, I mean, whether or not that you know you actually get to choose your totes or however that worked. I mean, because this is bottle six thirty two of ten eighty, and and batch one and batch one versus Hickory Hill batch seven eighty five bottle fifteen seventy four. 
I mean, <laughs> whatever 785 means. <laughs> I have no idea. But, I mean, it is, I think in four months, this will open up to be a really good bourbon. I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. We'll, we'll do a, uh, a quarterly. A follow-up? Yeah. Yeah. We could do it on My Daily Bourbon. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do a... Uh, uh, Another crossover? Yeah. That's fine. Hey, anytime you need somebody to <laughs> come and hang out, I'm totally down. I mean, not anytime. I have a, I have an infant. I always need friends. So. <laughs> that is the bleakest thing this, that's been said on this podcast <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I always need the comfort of another human being. <laughs> well, I think that uh, does it for. It's not really a review. It's more of a comparison. Yeah, I would say. But um, I hope, Chad, that you brought to the table something for tips and bits. Oh, um, so which by, don't, I'm gonna let you finish. But it's tips and bits is the segment of the show where we recommend things to people. Uh, it doesn't have to be bourbon related, of course. Can be, but. You know, watching something, reading something, listening to something, um, sending something via carrier pigeon. Yeah, so I love documentaries. Um, Netflix is great Nerd. for documentaries. Um, this is a robbery, the world's biggest art heist on Netflix. Ooh. That is a really good one. So it's about a museum that um, that gets robbed. Uh, just the synopsis is a museum guard buzzes in two men dressed as cops who vanish 81 minutes later with priceless Rembrandt and a dozen other uh, works of art. Holy moly. Yeah, so millions of dollars in art disappear, but it took 81 minutes. So they robbed the place and essentially were just like, we don't care that uh, the cops could show up at any time. Holy crap. So the the whole mystery of the thing is, is it an inside job or... Did they just know better kind of thing? Really good. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. I binged that um, all in one day on my day off. It was a solid five hours of just eating Cheetos and watching that documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. What are we talking like? Costco um, family size bag. Perfect. Which Costco family size bag versus the Walmart family size bag. Totally different. Huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. Uh, one Absolutely. feeds one, one feeds one. <laughs> uh, that makes perfect sense. So I've uh, recently gotten into, and I think some of this is going to be reflected in some of the content that I put on YouTube, but I, I have been watching more like YouTube commentary videos. Yeah. Recently, and I, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It was kind of a rabbit hole that I, I fell down with. You know, it's it started at like a couple of guys and then, you know, anyway. Um, but there's this trio of guys who all kind of do the same basic commentary content. But, you know, they're, they're all comedians, essentially. Um, <laughs> Drew Gooden, Danny Gonzalez, and Curtis Connor. Mm, mm-hmm. Um I really enjoy their content. Yeah. I mean, like, I I get to the point where I, like, just binge through their channel in a few days. And, I, like, I don't I don't ever intend to. But it's like, you know, I'll watch another video. 
while I'm working. <laughs> oh, I'll watch, I'll watch another video. That's fine. Oh, this one's about Jake Paul. Okay, I'll move on to this one. Oh, this one. You know, it's just kind of yeah. like, a, it's almost mindless, but at the same time, it's so entertaining that I just have fallen down into that hole. And I, I do want to do, I've talked about this with the YouTube page, but I do want to do some commentary stuff as well. And, you know, part of that is, you know, like I was saying earlier, the, um, the examination of bourbon TikTok. Yeah. You know, just talking about those, those videos and, and what they're like and, you know, how it, yeah. And, and it's not trying to call anybody out. Like bourbon pursuit has a huge following on TikTok, and I don't, I don't by any means want to like, you know, well, no, knock, but... knock that, that effort or that, that grind. Uh, but <laughs> I, I just, I want to talk about, you know, what, why that platform has become so important to the, the bourbon boom and the growth of the bourbon community at the moment. Yeah. I mean, and, and like I said, you know, a buddy of mine was like, Hey, get in on this. I just, I don't, I myself don't get it. And I think that is something that like you could easily do two, three, four, five in-depth videos on just the, the style of those posts alone. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Of those posts alone. Yeah. Oh, actually that brought about in my, <laughs> brought up in my brain. <laughs> Another uh, tips and bits, I guess. Did you ever watch those videos of Post Malone covering country songs? Uh, yes. Those is... are killer. Holy crap, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to release like a country rock album. Like, Oh, he would destroy it. It would he, be amazing. I mean, there's so many videos. Not There's like probably 20, but there's several videos of him on YouTube just covering like country and grunge and like yeah. 90s rock. Yeah, he Dude. did like a whole Nirvana tribute yeah. show, didn't he? he? Yeah, he like his entire encore was like five Nirvana songs, and he <laughs> killed it. So good. I but that that cover that he did of um, Sturgill Simpson's uh, "You Can Have the Crown." Yes. Oh my god! Holy crap! <laughs> it, it like at first I was like, I this is you know this is gonna be good. I, I don't care I wasn't how expecting you it feel to be. about Post Malone. Um, his. You may not like his pop rap, whatever. End of sentence. I don't care how you feel about Post Malone. Exactly. That's it. That, you that, just don't care. Don't care. Um, <laughs> his his country rock stuff. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, and also, um, let me. I've posted about this guy a few times. Uh, I'm gonna throw something else in there. Um, Alex Melton. Um, Alex Melton has a YouTube page, and he just does like. He's got some really great original music. Okay. Um, he did an entire Post Malone uh, cover album called PBRs and Tellies. Um, yeah, he. I mean, he's got s several um, great cover. I don't want to say like EPs, but he's got one called Humble, where he covers a couple things from um, Kendrick Lamar. Wow. He, yeah, he does like uh, Punk Goes Country. He'll do like Blink One Eighty Two songs. Oh snap! Or, like, That's all awesome. All times, uh, all time low as country versions. But Alex Melton on YouTube, fantastic. I know that. I know that name. Um, he has a really, really, really good cover of about every song uh, that. Well, every cover he does is is amazing. But 
the song that I caught him on was uh, if Blink-182 wrote Don't Stop Believin'. And just his version of Mark. Oh, yeah. snap. Yeah. I gotta watch that. His his um, vocals of Mark versus um, um, Tom DeLonge. Perfect. And it it from that point, I went through a, a just like two hour and I watched every video he had binge. And Alex Melton, 100%, just great YouTube uh, content and great artist. Great. Well, now I have something that's going to wreck my life for the next week. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that does it for tips and bits. And I think that does it for another episode of this. My bourbon podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Chad, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having well. me, man. I appreciate it so much. I, we've already kind of talked about it, but where can people find you on social media? Um, instagram and tiktok at my daily bourbon um and and that is it just my daily bourbon and you will find me if uh if there is a twitter or facebook page of my daily bourbon it is not me i do not condone those uh two places because i don't have an account on them has that actually happened to you in the past like they use your logo i had one no two pages on instagram where they did it was like how they do like mine it was like two y's kind of deal or like oh, my daily okay. bourbon and they'll do yeah, dots yeah, yeah. and they just were taking some of my stuff and then other people's stuff but i got those removed i think oh I well, that's nice i mean instagram i blocked them but instagram's like hey we removed it thumbs up and i'm not sure <laughs> if they really did but thanks guys yeah. um so at least two people have tried to copy my page and i think i got them taken down i'm not sure <laughs> so it's just at my daily bourbon correct perfect well, if you want to follow me personally, I am at PRitter1492 on all social media channels. If you want to follow the show itself, it's at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app or anywhere that you listen to the podcast that allows such a thing to happen. Recently discovered that Audible allows for people to leave reviews of podcasts. Had no idea until I was uh, kind of poking around and then found out that we had a beautiful two-star review <laughs> on Audible from Todd C., Oof, whose Todd. Title, title was not impressive. He said, I'm a newbie to whiskey and listen to very few podcasts. This was the first whiskey-related podcast I attempted. Struggled to get through one first episode. Oh, he listened to the first episode, and he struggled with oh. it. Well, that's a shame because we've definitely improved since the first episode. It's that unstructured, unorganized, poor information, silly, and amateur. Sorry about that, Todd. But following up from there, <laughs> he, we, should, sorry, he should not listen to this episode. I thought this was a great episode. Well, no, not for Todd. Not for Todd, but that's okay. Uh, but more recently, some folks have uh, gone in and helped out our rating on Audible. Uh, <laughs> Scotty P says, great podcast five stars says perry is very knowledgeable about bourbon also very easy to listen to if you like bourbon this is your podcast thank you scotty p which is scott pigsley i believe uh on uh, social media he was awesome uh also thank you for your honesty todd c also why two stars instead of one yeah um i mean (laughs) it's a question on all of our lips if you're going for it man go all in don't go for it i mean two stars is like now it's what did you like about it? Versus <laughs> you like one, that it existed? I yeah, guess? versus one star, like it's the lowest you can get. <laughs> 
Anyway, you can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com, which includes, and I can't believe we didn't talk about this before now, skateboards, which yes. uh, the one person who has bought a skateboard, a 10-bit skateboard, me. is sitting in the room with me. That is me, and it's... I have put several <laughs> several hours. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's getting use, I guess. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, I, my days off, it, it always rains, but the several hours I've had on it <laughs> have been swell. So if you want to skateboard or have ambitions of skateboarding or want or just need nice wall art, the skateboard comes from CCS, who I've used several years in the past when I skateboarded in high school. Great quality deck, really good trucks, uh, might want to change the bearings out, but other than that, great value. Thank you so much, Perry and Swan. I'm gonna like use that as a a soundbite to s- try to sell more skateboards. Yeah, no, because I literally have no experience with it, skateboards. It, it, uh, it, no, it. As someone who's not skateboarded in several years, but did all throughout high school and college, um, and until I moved to Lexington six years ago, I mean CCS is like a great brand. Uh, they they do okay. awesome stuff, and it. Uh, there's nothing about that I have complaints about besides the bearings, which I'm fine with because bearings are cheap and easy to replace. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't, I, again, doesn't really register with me, but I'll have to do some uh, some research so that I can. Uh, it doesn't affect you guys at all. So, I mean, all right, cool. Yeah. Anyway, go buy a skateboard. <laughs> it's cool. Anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, check out the YouTube page as well. It's youtube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast. Videos go up there. Uh, at this point, it's going to be about every other week, I believe, or at least twice a month. Uh, produced content is going to be over there. It's been a lot of fun, at least, you know, with the one video that's out right now. Woo. But yeah, subscribe, please. On the road to a thousand. And uh, last but not least, Patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show for as little as $5 a month. You get bonus content, which includes all of the, uh, the, the last call stuff, the pregame chats. I'm just kind of talking as I'm trying to pull up our most recent patron. Uh, but, (laughs) uh, oh, and, uh, early access to YouTube videos as well. And we definitely want to give a special shout out to our most recent Patreon member. That's Lauren Wong at five bucks a month. So she is getting all of that, uh, special, special content. So thank you, Lauren. And thank everybody who is a, uh, thanks everybody rather. Um, as I learned the English language after having spoken it for almost 28 years. <laughs> Thanks, everybody who supports the show over on Patreon. That does it for this week. Next week, I got no freaking clue. This is coming out while I am uh, on a trip. So we're going to find out together what next week's going to look like. Chad, once again, thank you so much for hanging hey, out, Hey, thanks buddy. for having me. It, it was awesome. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. I don't always get that kind of immediate feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll see you all next week. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my bourbon podcast. Mm